0: Well, hello there, and welcome to the Trending Now podcast for this Friday, December the 1st, 2023. I'm your host, Louis Butko, back after a few weeks off. As always, no shortage of topics to dive into on today's show as we recap the week that was on Trending Now, which you can catch every Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. and 1130, or streaming live on chch.com and our Trending Now YouTube page. Coming up on today's show, NATO allies have agreed Ukraine will join the alliance after their war with. Russia Ends. Matt Ingram is hosting Trending Now and joins us with that story. Plus, a cash-strapped city of Toronto strikes a deal with the province, allowing Doug Ford's government to continue with its controversial redevelopment of Ontario Place on the city's lakeshore. Also, Google strikes a deal with the Canadian government to pay Canadian media companies $100 million annually for published content on their platforms. Jason Gaidola had that story and will join us later on in the show. And were you Spotify-shamed this week? The popular music streaming service rolls out their annual listening charts, combing through your music history. And this year's most streamed artist will not surprise you in the least. Laura Sabin stops by with more. But first, we start with the war in Ukraine, where NATO Secretary General says the Allies have agreed the nation will join the alliance after the war with Russia ends. To discuss that, we bring in Matt Ingram, Thank who is you. hosting Trending Now. Thank you. Uh, Matt, pretty, pretty, was this expected? Is this a big move? Like, what did we make of this on Monday? it was expected.
1: Like, we knew that it was very unlikely that Ukraine would be admitted to NATO during the war, because obviously that has implications that would drag the rest of NATO into the war with Russia. Um, Not that NATO countries aren't supplying Ukraine with vast amounts of military Mm -hmm. supplies and money and political capital. Um, But it was expected that that confrontation would have to wrap up before they would formally be allowed to join. Ukraine's going through a similar process right now in that they are on their way to joining the European Union. And as part of that process, they have to do a number of reforms as set out by the European Union. Those ones focus mainly on uh, corruption and other issues within how they're governed. However, for NATO, uh, it was said that there are also going to be reforms that Ukraine will have to conduct. And what exactly they will be were part of the conversations this week at the NATO ministerial meetings.
0: Now, you talked about the the vast amounts of military equipment and supplies that NATO has already given. So uh, where where is NATO as the war currently stands, because there's a lot going on with Israel and Hamas, and, and people are maybe forgetting about the war in Ukraine. Like, wh- Where is the war in Ukraine as we stand right
1: well, now? Well, a top Ukrainian general has recently called it a stalemate. Uh, the front lines haven't moved much in a year. There is one point where Ukrainian forces are reportedly making advances. That's in the south. So you may remember in the start of the war, there's a city named Kherson in the south. It was occupied by the Russians, but then uh, after I I believe it was about a year of occupation, the Russians withdrew because there's this big river. They withdrew across the other side. Basically, it was a defensive maneuver so that they could pull troops away to focus on the eastern front. So Ukrainian Marines have now crossed that river and have taken up positions on the far side and are pushing Russian forces further and further back so that they can no longer shell the city of Kherson, which is now controlled by Ukrainians Mm. and has people living in it again. Um, So that's one area where there's motion, but for the most part, it's a stalemate.
0: On the winter weather, playing it, Havoc or normally, slowing everything down. And we saw this last year as well. The, once winter rolls and around, you would it's think harder. That. You yeah. would
1: think that, but there are still a lot of intense battles going on. There was a, a video released uh, just in the last week from one of the trenches on the eastern front. Uh, intensely fierce, graphic, horrific you know, just horrible. Um, so, you know, with all war, uh, as I've come to learn, the wintertime is a period where you would expect advances to slow down. There are, are still very fierce battles going on.
0: Yeah, local officials uh, intercepted more than 40 drones in an attack last weekend. Yeah, that was the attack uh, which, on Chief, yeah. w- Which officials say was the uh, the largest drone attack uh, since the start of its invasion. Going they back say that, yeah. Uh, also trending this week, a story you were working on was the uh, ontario place yeah as the uh, cash strapped city of toronto made a deal allowing the ford government to continue with its controversial redevelopment as part of it ontario will take over responsibility for two major toronto highways the don valley parkway and the gardner expressway i thought i saw one tweet that summed it up pretty well that this is a deal that john Tory would be praised for For years, had he signed it? The fact that it's Olivia Chow is concerning for some, considering she ran on a plan of
1: Defending Ontario Place. She was against Ontario Place, but, you know, Toronto is in a very desperate financial situation. They need money. And uploading the costs of maintaining the Don Valley Parkway and the Gardener, and for anyone who's lived in Toronto, like, <laughs> yeah, you can't avoid those two yeah. highways. Um, but, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. They're not really Toronto highways in the sense that, I believe the figures 300,000 people drive it. I forget what the figure was but the point i'm trying to make is people from throughout the gtha use these highways on a regular basis. Toronto is the economic capital of Ontario. It makes a lot of sense to have the province take these over and in exchange Doug Ford gets what he wants on Ontario Place, which is the city of Toronto stepping out of the way so that the controversial development plans can, redevelopment plans can go ahead. It's
0: pretty interesting because you know on a day that this deal is announced, uh, a Hamilton contingent was also at Queen's Park talking to Paul Calandra, Minister of Housing uh, so it, you get the sense that these deals are going to be worked out for municipalities that are, you know, strapped for cash. It's not just Toronto. We've talked a lot on, on the Newsmakers podcast with a lot of local politicians, counselors of that nature. Uh, you know, Bill 23, the Ontario government, Bill 23, uh, took away a lot of uh, financing options available for municipalities. So it's, it's sort of like the government, like, okay, now we can help you out. Uh, but it's interesting. And, and you know, I, I, the gardener, I avoid at all costs. Yeah.
1: I avoided all costs. Yeah, I, I, right? cost, I know. No matter what. It-
0: like, pre- I will walk from Exhibition Station if it means avoiding the
1: Gardner Express. In previous lives, I've been a daily Gardner and Don Valley Parkway commuter. Uh, they're very busy... Uh, not always the best maintained yeah. highways. I'm yeah. sure we all have seen the photos of underneath the gardener yeah. kind of falling apart. Well, they're trying to put like parks and stuff under there. Which now, is right? cool. The whole, Village, oh, and, oh man that's like that skating rink thing. Skating rink. Really Did you do it? Have you done it? I've driven by it. Yeah, I haven't done yeah. it yet
0: but it, it's pretty cool. Like along Fort York there. Yeah, There's right some good there. spots. Uh, before we let you go uh, big story from yesterday as a titan of 20th century U.S. foreign policy passed away uh, when former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger passed away at the age of 100. Uh, Safe to say he
1: was a complicated figure. Yeah, I think that's the way I history. in yeah. story. Uh, The words that kept coming around, revered by some, reviled by others. You know, this is a man who is celebrated for his diplomatic works to establish better relations between the U.S. and China in the 1970s. Uh, but at the same time is hated by some and called a war criminal by some for his propping up of the Pinochet uh, regime in South America. Uh, of his advocacy for, you know, brutal bombing campaigns in North Vietnam and Cambodia. Um, Definitely a complicated figure and one that is divisive.
0: I mean, he is really the uh the actual almost forrest gump in terms of everything that he was involved <laughs> in, right? I mean he, he was there at Watergate. He yeah. you know was involved in, in World War Two. Like, really like a hundred years he is one of those guys, and even I think it was Biden's statement that was like we often disagreed yeah. on many issues. And that's I feel like how people are looking back on him. There were a lot of people who, like you say, will
1: have never have anything to say about Henry Kissinger. Uh, one of the historians I spoke with said, you know, he, he was motivated by fear of what could happen to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, this guy was saying that he advocated policies to be very, very hawkish, very, uh, you know, protective of America because he believed that America was at threat from things that, you know, in hindsight, the threat maybe just wasn't there.
0: And he survived... Uh, the Nixon administration. He, he survived <laughs> right? Watergate. I mean, like, he wasn't in... Yeah, how, the, 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 how, it like is how interesting. You, how
1: you escaped scot Free out of that well, when it seemed like he, nobody did. Totally. And and he, you can't really take him and Nixon separately. They worked yeah. together, right? And he but, continued to have an impressive career up until... He did. He was Ford's yeah. secretary of state. And then after that, he kept himself involved in international... Uh,
0: we're about to talk to Jason Guidole about this story, Cyber Monday. going to go back to Monday. Uh, did you buy anything for Cyber Monday,
1: Black Friday? <sighs> were you, did you need anything? Did you buy anything? I didn't actually buy anything you know you You always did i
0: i I didn't need anything and i was like you know i'm not even gonna look at the flyers i'm not even look because i'm not a big amazon guy to begin with i just like i don't like the courier drivers
1: everywhere driving dropping so i don't use amazon i did buy a Uh, bunch of stuff at labor day so i guess i wasn't real i needed some stuff at labor day and there were some pretty good labor day there you go all right okay thanks for doing this man appreciate you got a show getting ready for it uh matt ingram Thanks, sir. My thanks Sam, for joining me.
0: All right, uh, as we as mentioned, uh, also trending this week, Cyber Monday. We're following the busiest shopping day of the year, which was last Friday, Black Friday. Consumer experts were expecting record numbers of shoppers to spend their cash on Cyber Monday, and boy, did they ever! But with the cost of living on the rise, experts say people are looking for the best bargains to counter the harsh impact of high inflation. Now, this year's Cyber Monday was expected to be the biggest shopping day of all time. According to Web Analytics by Adobe, U.S. consumer spending online was expected to top off at $12.4 billion this season, which is sales generated between American Thanksgiving up until Monday. And to discuss this, we bring in the man who was on the story, that being Jason Gaidola. Yes, and uh, Jason Gaidola, did you partake in any... Black Friday, Cyber Monday, impulse buy—something you were looking for? Anything? Sadly, no. Because
2: okay. <laughs> just for the simple fact where I'm, I'm looking at this discount and I'm trying to do the. I'm this is now. Yeah, I'm not procrastinating as yeah. much this year as compared Because a lot to years of people past. use
0: Christmas, shop, like a lot of people like even if it's not for you or something you need, you'll get Christmas shopping done. But some, I mean, for
2: what I for what I was looking for or potentially looking for, I, just, I made the choice. I'm like, could I just? Is this? Discount really justifiable at this price? Yeah, I kind of get like that when I when I shop. uh, But uh, I did not pull the trigger. Are you so you're not
0: an impulse buyer? You're not somebody. Not 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 as not as much. Okay, I do. No,
2: it depends though. It has to be like a really focused item. But on I guess on on the everyday.
0: No. I spoke in front of a group of students a couple weeks ago and, and one of the questions asked me about like suits and stuff and like oh do you wear like what do you wear and I was literally wearing something <laughs> like I was wearing now like a hoodie and like track pants and, yeah. and like my bright shoes that if you're watching you can see they're very bright and I was like I'm the wrong person to ask for that because like again I don't plan shopping trips like I'm not like I need a new suit jacket or I gotta go get this or I need this just like as I need something like if my TV were to break tomorrow then I'm getting a TV no and that's
2: that's fair it's like you 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 replace as you go um and uh but i if there's one thing that i do i guess in in uh re- in relating to cyber monday is I, I i've been shopping more online you know i'm yeah. not going to the brick and mortar anymore and that's that's
0: where uh, that's where the concern is in terms of shopping for the future. What is it about online? Is it just the convenience? I mean, like, do you, do you buy clothes online? Like, are you, because a lot of people will just refuse. They need to try it on. They want to try it on. Some people aren't inconvenienced by the fact that ah, if it doesn't fit, I can just send it right back. It, it, it probably, I've, I don't know, a new wave came through.
2: Yeah. Um, because I do COVID. recall, I'm back in the day where eBay was was pretty yeah. popular, and there was a stretch where I was shopping on eBay quite often. You know, Kijiji, but you know those platforms. But COVID,
0: and, when you were not allowed, exactly, you were only allowed 100 people in the mall at once, right? Like. A lot of people got hooked on the idea of it just being delivered, and that's all they come to expect now.
2: Amazon could be a dangerous place.
0: I've been told <laughs> I don't even have my own Amazon account. Like, I do not have Amazon. Like, the one or two times I've had to order it when I was in PEI, again, during COVID, I'd order like a hoodie. Because it was like August, but I didn't realize that like it still gets cold at night. Yeah. PEI. So it got down to like 10 degrees. So I needed a hoodie because I didn't pack anything. So I borrowed somebody's Atlantic dampness. Oh, Uh. that's awful. Uh, You also had a story this week on Bill C-18. And just to give our listeners an update on that... The federal government says Google agreed to a deal that will pay Canadian media companies $100 million annually for published content on their platforms. The move comes as the Trudeau government's Online News Act will come into effect at the end of the year, legislation demands tech giants compensate news companies for their value. This is interesting. I was talking to our news director, Greg, about this because, like, I, I didn't get it. I, like, where's this money going? What's happening? What's happening with this one hundred million dollars?
2: That's a great question. And uh, from what uh, I was told this week uh, in the story, uh, to recap, the, w- they still have to define who is an eligible journalist or how many eligible workers you have in a uh, in a newsroom or a station etc so uh, until they determine i don't know what this committee is going to look or we don't know what this committee is going to look like we don't know who's going to be the uh the power broker to the arbitrator because there is questions i'm like who is how much money is uh, is going to go to who and who knows that that could be that you could
0: guys, be about media. Like, cause it be, so, may be a contested so debate. It's, it's a news media consortium which hasn't yet been formed. Yeah. And they're just going to give $100 million or $100 million in kind, is what I've been told. That like there could be some advertisement sh- trades or barter. Yeah,
2: like there's going to be conditions to it. Like,
0: um, But the fact that Ottawa was expecting a little bit more money from Google, they wanted $172 million, But it seemed that. A lot of people within the industry were even pushing back on the government to get this deal done. Yeah, there was a lot of urgency there, um,
2: you know, and however however people judge it, you know, however the, the federal government handled it, the, the fact of the matter is, I mean, a, a deal was done, um, you know. Which with we, Meta, there's not. There's no deal. With, yeah, there's no deal. And, and meta did uh, reach back out to me uh, during uh, while I was uh, filing the story. But, um, you know, Google just seemed to be I guess they were, they were not very clear on on their core issues with it. But it's it seemed like they were willing to go to the table and they came to an agreement with something. I mean, 100 million is 100 million. But at the end of the day, spread across the board, deciding who gets what. Is it really going to
0: save journalism? Um, I, it's it, it's a legitimate question. It's it seemed like the argument that like Google it kind of it means more f- for news to be on Google than it does Facebook. Yes, because Google like is a service. Something you go out and look for information. So if I'm exactly. looking up stabbing Hamilton. I, I'm going searching for that. I would hope that there'd be local articles that would have that would link to us or you know this like us. Hopefully. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, and Facebook again, something just shows up on your feed. They're just driving. They just want the engagement. They just want the likes. Like,
2: yeah, so and it, it's just I, it's just it's apples and apples and bowling balls. I'll probably say <laughs> right. Uh, apples and bowling. Balls. Um, it's it's just a, it's a different beast, and I think with Google, Google's a more yeah because that's more information based. You know, when it comes to the social media like Meta, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram yeah. it that's just people like it's that's an entertainment uh, that's an entertainment platform or you know very social and so it's a lot muddier and I mean will will they come through they're they're probably not I don't yeah. I don't see Meta coming to the table they've they've seemed like they've made their I'm based off the answer that I got yeah. they're gonna stand pat but um the one with Google seems probably I mean I think that was the the, one, the more probable and likeable option
0: Big plans for the weekend? No concerts, no hockey games? No, I, I, I went, you know what? Fridays. You went to Metallica. You yeah, in Detroit. Granford Bulldogs, uh, London Knights game. You've been busy
2: on the weekend. Yeah, I've been trying to, uh, you know, I I like to support local, and yeah. Minus, yeah. minus me uh, and being in Detroit. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there's some good, t- I mean, we're just, we're entering in a
0: new, new... Uh, December, man. A new era of, not a new era, but a new season of sports. Oh, yeah, exactly. College football. I I was actually pretty invested in college football on Saturday. Uh, Michigan Michigan and Ohio State. Yes. Uh, That was a good one. The Alabama one later in the night. So, yes, I'm with you. Sports, it's going to be a big sports weekend. Jason, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. All right, Jason Guido, my thanks to him for joining me on today's show. Coming up in just a few moments, uh, we'll be joined by Laura Sabin, the producer and co-creator of trending now, and she's going to be here to discuss the Spotify Wrapped. Yes, as the uh, lists recapping everything we've experienced for 2023 are starting to surface, and this week's Spotify Wrapped, an annual list that combs through music listening history around the world, breaking down top artists, genres, songs, and more. And there is no surprise at who was uh, number one because she was near the top of the list of. Our guests, Laura Seven. And for all the hating that you do on T Swift, was she not in your you? top five? No.
3: Oh. what? Was no. she not? Oh, I thought she no. was.
0: Oh, okay. No,
3: there was um another one. It was country, Joanna
0: and Emily had her number one, did they not?
3: Or close to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were fans. up there. Maybe yeah. Simone too, but
0: okay. Yeah, it's definitely Simone for sure. Uh Taylor Swift number two for me.
3: Was she? She was
0: number two. Wow. Yeah.
3: Who was yeah. your number one? Arcells. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. A good
0: that's one. a very anyone who would know me like would just like yeah Arcells like Louis. Yeah,
3: that's good. Yeah. What yeah. was your number one? I can't publicly disclose that information. I could tell you my number two was it was Doja Cat, and I'm seeing her in concert in two weeks. So. In two weeks. Yeah, she's coming on the weekend. Um, she was
0: in the news recently cause she was slamming her. She always, she doesn't like her followers. Doesn't she post mean things on Instagram? Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be famous or something. Or that... I
3: don't think it's that she doesn't want to be famous. She just thinks like. She's got that paint the, the town fan... song. Yeah. That's good. That's not Um, she just thinks the fan artist relationship is a little bit weird and she hasn't shied away from expressing that. So what, In what way? Like the obsessive nature. Yeah. Of... Like she's being like, you guys don't know me. Like. Live your life. Y'all don't kind know of thing.
0: Like, you know what I mean? That's how, that's how I am with viewers in public. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm actually really nice. I'm actually, I'm actually really nice in public. If you, if you do come up to me, I, I'm really nice, but I mean, okay. I, I can see that. Like, well, yeah,
3: what did I, it was, we don't discuss number one. Number two is Doja Cat. Number three was Beyonce. I had to
0: go to my uh, Apple Music.
3: Yeah, so did I'm I. I'm an Apple
0: Music guy. I don't use Spotify. Am too. Uh, Taylor Swift, Spotify's 2023 most played artist. Uh, she raked more than 26.1 billion streams since January 1st. Uh, so she dethroned Puerto Rican superstar Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. who had held the title for three years? Yeah. What? Yeah. So
3: 2020, 2021,
0: 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could tell you a Bad Bunny song. That's actually crazy. I actually, I know who uh, he is. I've seen him. Well, that's like, fine.
3: I, he's got like that, that Spanglish kind of way of talking, right? Like, yeah, Well, up until recently, he like wouldn't speak in English when he did public appearances because he was like, I'm Puerto Rican. So if you guys like me, you can yeah. listen to my... Uh,
0: Un Verano Sinti.
3: That's close enough.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, It was the most streamed album for the second year in a row. 4.5 billion global streams. Uh, Taylor Swift's Midnight's uh, was second. Uh, SZA's SOS. And then you got... Starboy,
3: right? How random is that? So, the seven year old album, yeah, apparently was like Uh, Miley
0: Cyrus's Flowers. She was in my top five of uh, that song,
3: I think, was definitely in my top five for songs. Yeah, I think it broke some sort of streaming record this year, so not surprised.
0: Good for them. Good for them. Uh, these other Luis Fonsi, oh, yeah, that Despacito, okay, Okay.
3: yeah, but that was just Morgan Wallen, yeah,
0: yeah, that's you. nothing about morgan wallen on your charts i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) nothing about morgan wallen on your charts all right if there
3: was i don't want to talk about it
0: (laughs) all right okay moving on it's not the the red points kelly Botello. i don't know if
3: anybody you know remembers her remember kelly but kelly um was she sent me she was in the Top one percent of Bad Bunny listeners. What? <laughs> yeah.
0: Bad Bunny is in like the she, most streamed. Mm-hmm. Ga- she was in the top one <laughs> yeah. percent, like globally.
3: Apparently, that's, impre- that's what like Spotify that's, told her.
0: So, of the four point five billion streams yeah. of her album, she might have had like probably not a billion, but well, obviously not a billion. It's <laughs> a lot of minutes. That's a lot of minutes. What?
3: So, your top artist, Arcells. How many minutes did Apple say you listened to them?
0: Uh, I believe going into the might be two thousand.
3: Okay, that's reasonable. I feel.
0: Yeah, I did see one on on Twitter that was like in the zero point zero 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 percent of Taylor Swift. Yeah, and then someone did the math and it's like that's the equivalent of two hundred and fourteen days.
3: Yeah. So I did something Taylor similar Swift. because oh, like no. most people I know are in the we're in the two thousand minutes range, like in yeah. the higher one thousands. My one friend, she sent us hers. Her top artist is Drake. She yeah. listened to him for seventeen thousand seven hundred and seventeen minutes. I was like
0: did you do the math
3: yeah it's like almost 12 days which like I love Drake but like I'm like do you not listen to anybody else like that's a crazy number of minutes to be listening to one person our
0: cows Taylor Swift Vance Joy Morgan Wallen George Ezra okay top five
3: yeah, mine, I won't say number one, but Doja Cat, Beyonce, Rihanna, and Carly Rae Jepsen are Canadian. Oh,
0: look, Canadian content. Uh, Patty Kane is signing with Detroit Red Wings. This one was kind of out of left field. I didn't see Detroit. Uh, no. We heard Toronto, we heard Buffalo, uh, going back to New York. Uh, but the Detroit Red Wings uh, signed a deal for a prorated $2.75 million. to turned 35, rehabbing from hip
3: resurfacing surgery. Uh, expectations for Patty Kane? I honestly... Like, given, I know he's he has to kind of prove himself because he's coming off of the surgery, but like, one year, like, that's it. That's all really? you could get people to, like, get you. Oh, for? no, he
0: only wanted one year, though. Is, is what oh, I heard, okay. Was that he, kind of, he didn't want to commit to a team. He wanted to go to a team that could win, and the Red Wings are surprisingly good this year. They're 12 7 and 3. They're right. currently in a playoff position tied for third place with the Leafs in the Atlantic Division.
3: Okay. I saw somebody made a joke saying that um, – using, like, Thanos and saying that he's collecting original yeah uh, Original, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, uh, Infinity Stones. Third. Is third.
0: Yeah, there you go. Follows similar path. He's chasing uh, Mike Medano for the U.S. scoring record, and Mike Medano played 20 seasons for the North Stars and Stars before he finished his career with the Red Wings. I don't think – yeah, I don't think Patty Kane's going to finish his
3: No, I don't think so either. Like, de- I guess depending, but if he's – rehabbed and feels comfortable on the ice like still i think like he's gonna be okay three
0: points last year right he, still he did a pretty good year last year
3: and they were saying when i was writing up that story that he had like it was like a lackluster year i'm like okay you well. went
0: to toronto last weekend weekend before you got big plans this weekend
3: um well yeah when did i go to toronto a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago um i'm just going out for dinner on um saturday Um, Industria in Sony Creek Oh Do you remember Anastasia? Yeah She invited a couple Of us out for dinner To catch up Oh thank you For the invite (laughs) Anastasia Cool No alright Cool
0: Have fun Yeah thanks I would say tell her I say hi But uh, don't worry about it Don't worry about it. My thanks thanks to Laura Seven for joining me today. My thanks to Matt Ingram. Uh, My thanks to Jason Gaidola as well. My thanks to Chantal Grillo for directing today's episode. And my thanks to you for tuning along. However you found us here on the Trending Now podcast, make sure to like and subscribe to CHCH Podcast so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows we have for you, including newsmakers which is another great podcast that's available on chch podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast or chch.com slash podcast from all of us here at chch i'm louis bucko have a great weekend